what we've been dealing with in these uh, past weeks have been dealing with the whole idea of the process. And then going through the process, you in that moment, how do you respond in that moment? What do you do when something happens to you that is very important to understand? We don't like it. We don't want it. <laughs> but it happens. Amen? And so, um, so we're talking about living in the moment. And so, we, we, so the whole idea is process. And now we're talking about living in the moment. And um, I just want to uh, look at this, this scripture. It's entirely different. I apologize to my secretary. I told her one, but I decided at the last minute to flip it to something else. Um, so that's not her fault. It's, it's mine. Uh, but we're looking at uh, 1 John 4, 21, and then 1 John 5, 3. Let's, let's read uh, 4, 21. That does, what does it say? Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdens. And so as we think about this, and we want to define the term, living in the moment will always reveal our attitudes, strength, and weaknesses, character, and actions. Our response will greatly affect the outcome. Every time you're living in the moment, God is not concerned what's happening on the outside. He got that. Are you with me? He got everything that happens on the outside of you. He has that. His concern is, how are you responding in that moment? How are you responding when the king says, if you don't bow down, I'll throw you in the fire? Don't be turning around and say, well, how low you want me to bow down, king? And the Lord said, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to do, you know? But it be like the, the Hebrew boys that said, whether you throw me in or not, whether God saved me or not, I will not bow down. I'm living in the moment. Are you living in a moment where you never change who you are regardless of how many people challenge you? That is so important. So we, we do a review. <clears throat> and uh, first, P is positioned in our life. Uh, we talked about power, remember? Uh, P is for it is, it is positioned in our life until we are called home. O, it operates by God's presence. W, it works in any given situation. E, it enables the believer to effectively pray and act out any without any hesitation. R, it is resistant and resilient to the uh, challenges of life, both spiritually and physically. Once you have the power of God, there's nothing once you realize what you have going for you, there's nothing that can stop you. Nothing. The only thing is, the only thing that's stopping us right now, we don't really realize what's operating in and for us. God has given us, number one, that's why the first word we talked about was power. He's given us power. I want that to really uh, get down into your spirit because when you have power, that means that there is nothing in your life that you cannot um, be in control of, okay? Power. When a person says, I just can't help myself, then you, you are saying that you are operating outside of the power of God. Why aren't you using the power? Okay. Why, I was listening to what Randy said. Why, don't you, why aren't you working it, you know? 
Work it. You know, you got it. Work it. You got the pack. We have that three-fold pack of power, love, and a sour mind. Power comes first. Work it. Work it. Amen? It's so important. So God always provides the needed power to accomplish his ultimate purpose. I think that is so important. He always applies that. He has an ultimate purpose why he gives you power. He don't give you power to show off. You see? Or you'll be in front of large crowds showing how good you are, and you forget God in a moment. Okay? Now, he gives you power because when, once they have seen the power that you have, it will really glorify God because you will be tied into the Lord. Okay? Uh, we're going to look at something for a moment here. Then the people of uh, Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jonathan, uh, uh, of uh, the uh, kids. Kizanite said to him, you know that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old. Get that now. That's why I made it dark. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. I don't care what the other ten said. He said, I, I told them the truth. I told them that, no, this is, I mean, I, yes, there were giants in the land, and yes, I saw the same thing, but I saw from a different perspective. I saw some big guys, but a, but a, a humongous God. I said, hey, uh, so they're big guys, but hey, I have, I have God working for me. What do you see in your circumstances? You have big circumstances? Do you see God bigger than your circumstances? I think that's very important. Now watch this. He says, and Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land of which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord have kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke his word to Moses while, I, while Israel walked in the wilderness. Now, behold, I am this day 85 years old. He says, I'm 85 years old now. He says, I'm still as strong today. He wouldn't say, he said, I'm still standing. <laughs> I'm still bumping heads today. You see, as I was in the day that Moses sent me, my strength now is as my strength was uh, then for war and for going and coming. He says, I haven't lost anything. I'll bust the head in no time. Okay. <laughs> know why? Because he followed the Lord. Your strength and your victory is not how smart you are or who you know, but it's how you follow the Lord. And he says, I am now 85 years old. You can look at my hair and everything else, but he says, I got the strength of when I was 40 years old, still going out to war, still taking my sword and fighting guys, and they wish they'd never run into me, you know. And see, plus, he has, see, he has the experience now out of all these years. He has the experience and everything else. Here come Caleb, run, you know. So now give me this hill country, or give me this mountain in which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard of the day how the Anakim, those little giants were there, with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. said I, I, want, I want that land. I don't care if giants and everything else. Give me that land. said, and I'm going to take it. Okay. 
He's walking. That's what we're talking about, standing on the promises of God. A number of times we, don't, we, we, uh, we stand on the premises of God, but we don't stand on the promises of God. We need more saints who are standing on the promises of God. He said, give it to me. Give it to me. God promised me. See, wherever there's a promise, there's a process. Wherever there's a pro- process, there's going to be some problems. God says, keep your eye on me and, and keep your eye on the promises that I give you. You see. And so, so here, this is what Caleb is doing. Uh, 2 uh, Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but has divine power to destroy strongholds. Remember I talked about that before? Strongholds. Now, now that's what happened with Caleb. That, that was happening on the inside. We now have one of the gifts of the, of, of the Holy Spirit is the power that Caleb had. Now we have on the inside all the time with the Holy Spirit. And, and it's to destroy strongholds inside and outside, whether it's spiritual or physical, strongholds. People don't believe that. Um, you can march all you want to. It doesn't change, folks. They're still going to shoot. They just might shoot at the crowd. Until the church gets serious about prayer, the thing that's going to turn this nation around is not the government. You know how the government had failed? See, the government, have, they can only issue orders and everything else. They can say desegregate, et cetera, et cetera. What have happened is, yes, they'll desegregate, but they never change the heart. They only suppress. You didn't get rid of, uh, you didn't get rid of uh, racial prejudice. You only suppress, and so not go, they're going undercover. They haven't, it's not gone away. But when you do it God's way, he's like, he's the Mr. Clean. He goes in and he cleans everything up, and you change the heart. And that's why when it comes down to God's word, you stay with the word of God at all times. Defining stronghold. Any person or entity that prevents us from obeying God with all our heart, soul, and mind. We'll be picking that up later on, though, but this, I just wanted to stress that out to you. That we have the type of power now that, it's, that any entity that prevents us from obeying God with all our heart, soul, and mind. I want to ask the question. Is there anything right now that keeps you or me from obeying God with all our heart, soul, and mind? What is it? You know what it is. Pinpoint it. Just jot it down. You know what it is personally. God knows, God knows what it is. Whatever it is, God says, I want you to identify it and let, let it go. Because you will not have the power. When you are hit with things that will depend on me, you need the power, but you won't get the power with the strongholds that you have in your life. Okay? So we come now to the, uh, the second word, and that is love. And that's the second word, first power, love. And that's for service. Um, when it comes down to service, it says, and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. And this commandment we have uh, from him, who, uh, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Okay? For this is the love of God, that we do what? Keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. You heard this over and over again. When it comes down to loving God, God is not concerned about how you feel because your feeling will change. God says, if you really love me, then do what I say. 
if you're not doing what I, am, I'm, I tell you to do, you really don't love me. Oh, you, you, you showed up, but you're not in yet. Make up your mind to follow me today, right now. And whatever thing that's keeping you from following me, put it all on the altar. Put it all on the altar. Um, the power of God operates in the life of the believer through love. Let us consider the dynamics of love. It is given to us when we are saved. Two, it is based on our obedience to his word. It says, we know that we are passed from death unto life because we what? The moment that you're saved, first we're given the power to believe, the power to become, then the next thing that happens is he gives you love, and all of a sudden you love, the first thing is you love the brethren. In other words, there's a love, a camaraderie that happens be, between other believers. Have you ever noticed that? That if you find another person that's saved, there's, there's a, uh, usually it should be another connectivity. And it should not be what's your denomination and all these other things. You know, it's just the fact that you're a brother in the Lord. And um, I found that in my time of um, having breakfast with various pastors. They're from various denominations, from uh, Lutheran, uh, Church of God in Christ, et cetera, et cetera. We don't get on these subjects. We don't, we don't get on all of the particulars and everything else. We've had good fellowship for years. We don't have to get on all of that, you know. We, we stay with the main thing. And I, I think that's so important. And so, uh, so when we talk about the power of God operates in the life of a believer, then let's consider these dynamics. It is given to us when we are saved, and it's based on our obedience to his word. How do I know that I love him? You'll know it by your obeying him. If you have a hard time obeying him, you've just answered your question. It could well be you really don't know him. You really don't. Either... You are a babe in Christ and you don't understand it, or you really don't know him. I um, had the opportunity to uh, um, lead a young man to Christ uh, last, last Sunday. He said, I want to talk to the pastor. I want to talk to the pastor, you know. And, um, and as he uh, come and he was saying, um, um, my mother said that you need to talk to me, that I need to talk to you. I said, Okay. And so we, we talk, and I said, before you t tell me all your problems, I want to deal with the spiritual first. Let's talk about spiritual. Tell me how you got saved. I was baptized. No, I'm immediately, uh, I'm surprised he didn't hear that big old uh, buzzer. You are not saved, saints of God, you are not saved through baptism. Everybody with me on that? You are not saved through baptism. And so what we did in our first sitting, I said, here's what we're going to do. And I began to explain to him about salvation. And we spent that whole time just talking about him and the Lord and his walk with God. We didn't even talk about his problem. We didn't talk about all the things that he was going through. Because right now, what needs to be happening, trust me, everything needs to start in the spiritual before you can settle the, the physical. If you don't, don't straighten out the uh, spiritual, then everything in the physical is still going to go haywire. And so we talked to him, and uh, he said, well, I don't know how to pray. I said, well, then let me kind of walk you through this thing. And so we begin to walk through about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that he has to ask Christ into his life, and et cetera, et cetera. And he did that. 
Then he said, hmm, I don't feel anything. I said, <laughs> I said it has nothing to do with how you feel, okay? The, the feeling has nothing to do with your position. If you really believe that, you're in. God will work with your feelings later, amen? I think it's so important that we know that. And so the, the moment that happens, then uh, what happened is that God drew him to himself. Now, whatever his situation might be, God's able to work with him. Why? Now he is God's child. I found that in many churches, folks have been attending churches 25, 30, 45 years, and this has been saying, well, I was baptized. I say, yeah, that, I understand you're being in the water, but you can go in a dirty sinner and come out a wet sinner, okay? But until you come to know Jesus as your personal Savior and realize that he died for your sins on the cross of Calvary and ask him to be Lord over your life, guess what? You will not be saved. You have to confess it. You must ask him with your mouth. That is so important. And so what happens is, first uh, Corinthians says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a tingling symbol. Read number one. What does it say? Regardless of our ability to use our words, without love, it's just not. The first thing Paul's, Paul talks about is, you know what? Uh, the next, I don't care how eloquent you are. You can, you, can, uh, you can be very articulate and use all the big words and everything else. I don't care how eloquent you are. If you do not have love, you're just a bunch of noise. Have you ever gone to uh, doors or something? You hear this little tingle, 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 tingle. I go over to my brother's house, and um, he, uh, he has all these things hanging, and my head accidentally hit one. I said, man, why don't you move this stuff out of the way? And it's, so it's, it's tingling, 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 you know. Uh, and I, I, think, I think about the dangling symbol. I don't care what your educational status is and all these other things. It's nothing but a bunch of noise. Says if I speak the tongues of men during that time, what happened was during that time when you, uh, uh, if you had were able to speak different uh, languages or what have you, then they they consider that a real high level of uh, of education. And so when you were able to speak other tongues, wow, you were really somebody. And so Paul attacked that and said, if I was able to do this, he says, but have not love. You see, see, here's what happens. Once you have power, you have to have, you have love. It's almost like having a new car with no wheels, okay? You have to have love in order for it to run on, okay? I don't care how pretty your car is. You're not going anywhere without any wheels, okay? And so here's, here's it has power drives the love. So if you don't have this love, it says, when it comes down to uh, talking with your mouth. So it's dealing with your mouth, okay? Then the, the 13 too. And if I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am what? Nothing. Let's read that little one. What does it say? Regardless of the spiritual gifts and deep faith, it is not driven by love. We are Without, you see, you can have uh, all these gifts, prophetic and everything else. But if it's not driven by the love of God, if it's not driven by, it says, 
I am, as far as God is concerned, nothing. Nothing. I find believers who have tremendous gifts. You know, and there are two types of gifts. There is the natural gifts in which individuals have, and they make livings with it. You know, you're a musician and everything else. You have natural gifts. Then those who have spiritual gifts. When you talk about prophet, being a prophet and everything else, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, you know, and have all faith. Oh, boy, that person really had it hooked up, right? I mean, he's really on cloud nine. That person should be Reverend Dr. Mr., you know, Apostle of the Third Degree, you know, of all, all these other things. But guess what? It says, if I do not have love, boom, busted, I am what? What's that word again? So then it says love then, when it comes down to my words, it comes down to my gifts and everything else, if I don't have love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Corinthians 13.3. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Regardless of our level of generosity and willingness to die for a worthy cause, Without love is what? I don't care what your cause is. You got the T-shirts and everything else, you know. You're on the streets and everything else, the Lord says, and you really sold out to the cause. Don't you believe it? We shall overcome all these other things. You can do all of that. And the Lord says, if you do not have love, you have nothing. Nothing. I found that... um, there are a number of individuals who claim who claimed to have tremendous gifts, and not only tremendous gifts, they have abilities and everything else. But when an individual come up to them just to say something, they treat them like dirt. Somehow, it must have got into their mind that my position means more than your approach to me. Saints of God. You will always be my, my brother or sister in the Lord. The role of a pastor is not to be God. It's a servant. It's a minister. It's a job that I have, and I have to give an account for each one of you. That's my job. Um, the role of anyone in a position is to do just that. And if I'm doing it apart from love, as far as the Lord Jesus Christ is concerned, it's nothing, nothing. And if you're doing things right now, it's apart from Jesus Christ, because you're a nice person, you've always done it, you grew up, because our family is a very giving church, that's why I give, God says, it's a bunch of nothing if it's not given out of love. So then what happens is we, uh, it says, love, it gets us now, let's read together. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or reasonable. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endures all things. Do you, you when you see all, when you look at these verbs, you know, some people get on your last nerve, and you say, now, nah, you, once you get on my last nerve, you start snapping that finger, that's it. 
you know, <laughs> you out of here, you know. Matter of fact, I have a little black book what you will go into. I'm done with you. And the Lord says, should I do the same to you? Because there's some things I've been telling you for years to deal with, and you haven't dealt with it. And I still love you. I still love you. I've told my children, each one of them, whatever choices they have made, I made sure that they understood one thing. Sometimes I don't agree with your choices and things you do, but one thing I want you to always know, I will always, always love you. Do you understand that? I will always love you. I might not always, might not always smile at what you do. I will not always approve with what you do, but I'll always love you. Okay? And my job is to tell the truth at all times. And that's, that's the honesty. You're not the saint, uh, the, dear saints of God, dear parents. God didn't put you here to be your, church, your children's friend. So stop that friendship club right now. You are parents. And being parents means that there's some things you have to say that they will not like. And they will say, I do not like this and I don't like you. And if I ever get out of here, you know, I'll be on my own. Boy, I heard all of that. I'm on, I'm on the other side of that. You know, after 50 years of marriage, I'm on the other side of that. And every one of them, the ones who said, I'll be glad when I get out of this house, I'll be on my own, et cetera, et cetera, every one have come back to say, thank you. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not asking for anything else. I just need to do my job. That's all you have to do. Just, just do your job. Once, and that's, that's why as parents, it's important that we make sure that you are, if you really love from God's point of view, not just because they're your child and you can't get rid of the, get rid of the DNA, but because you, if you really love, you bear all things, right? Then it says, believe what? All things. Hope what? All things. Endure what? All things. That means that you never give up because when it comes down to you, God never gives up on you as a believer. The moment that you save, there's no way in the world that you can ever be lost because you're locked into the love of God. You heard other folks say that you can be saved and lost. Then I said, you don't understand love. You understand the principle of love because there's the word never. See, always. This, this love, is, and it says this. It says, it didn't say God love. It says God is love. Okay? It's not what he does. That's his very essence. God is good and God is love. I can trust his love at all times. Even when he gives me whippings, I can, I can trust the Lord on that. Okay? Love never ends. For prophecy, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. All of this will pass away. Therefore, right now, that's, that's for the physical. But when it comes down to love, that will transcend into eternity. And God has given each one of us that. We're going to give you this list and we'll wrap it up. With genuine love, there is what God is, uh, here is what God is expecting to see displayed in our life until the day we die. Uh, so I just extrapolated everything out of the verse here, and we'll go over them. Okay. Here's, here's the first one. Let's just repeat after me. Ready? Uh, well, just say it as they come up. What is it? Okay. Not boastful. 
not arrogant, not rude, not demanding. Now, I know everybody had passed that test. I know if I turn around and say, praise the Lord, uh, I'm, I'm there. Praise God. I know I passed that. What, what's the next list? I'm, I'm, I need to move on to the next list. Uh, if not, um, anyone fall, kind of falls short in some of those areas? Okay. Uh, uh, shame the devil. Tell the truth. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So then, so, so then that's something that we need to work on, right? Because if you don't work on that, that becomes a stronghold that keeps you from being all the other. I haven't finished with the list yet. Okay. But I just want you to but each time that you see these words, patience, kind, not envious, not boastful, not arrogant, not rude, not demanding, not irritable, the question is yes or no. Is that true of me? Yes or no? Yes or no? Are you ready for the next part of the list? All this come out of the verse, okay? Okay, here we go. Our next list, don't worry about the big squares. They have no things. Okay. Next one is what? Not resentful. Rejoice in wrongdoing. Rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Never cease to operate. If these are not operating in your life, make it your goal. That Lord, I'm, see, it's, it's already there. All you have to do is release it. Okay. Because remember, remember when I said that the gifts that God had given you, he had given you power. He had given you love. All you have to do is work it. <laughs> okay. And all I'm saying is if you come short, it's because you haven't been working it. Okay. Whatever, if you haven't been working it, that's become your weakness. And Satan loves to deal with your weakness. But if you're really strong with that love, boy, you, you'll be... Uh, You'll be real on really on top of your game. So these are the words that come out of the verses that we have gone over. Uh, patience, kind, not envious, not boastful, not arrogant, not rude, not demanding, not irritable, not resentful, does not rejoice uh, in uh, 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 at, uh, at doing wrong, um, uh, rejoicing, rejoicing in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, never cease to operate. Th that's, that's us. That should be us. And the moment we start seeing that, and the moment we start seeing each other, that this is what God has given us, the moment that that starts really clicking in, just like I said this morning, I, have, I take my um, airborne and drop my little tablet in. Once that tablet hits the water, you start seeing it fizz. Once it hit the water, it'll never retain the shape that it was in going in. It began to permeate the water, and the water began to turn a, a, a cherry red. Okay, because now it's ready to say, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready. When I'm finished, just drink me down, you know, and I'll do my job. Okay, the, the Lord said, all you have to do now is just, you already have it, just let it work, let it work. Along with power is the type of love that God gives, has, uh, that God has given us, and our main responsibility is to let it work in our life. Our love is not evaluated on how we were treated, but our God-honoring response to the character builders we encounter. Our love is not evaluated on how we were treated, but our God-honoring response to the character builders we encounter. How do you respond to the way people have been treating you? 
don't come up negative. How can you come up negative when the Lord says, rejoice in the Lord, what? Again, I say, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts. Sure enough. But even when it hurts, the Lord says, I'm telling you, rejoice, what? In the Lord. Not your victory over it. It says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And so as we uh, end on this note, it says, in Christ, regardless of our circumstances, he has empowered us to still be standing. This is the only position for those who are more than conquerors, created to endure to the glory of God. Just like Caleb, since I was 40 years old, 45 years have passed, I'm now 85. He didn't, of course, probably had a little chewing tobacco. You know, he says, <laughs> he says, I can go in and go out like I used to. He said, now, Joshua, give me this hill country. Oh, I know there's some giants and everything else who made themselves comfortable on my property. He said, I'm going to take it over with the power that God has given me. And God is saying, you have the power. Use it to the glory of God. But when you use it, always use it with love. Got it? Always use it with love. And so the, the next thing that we have to finish up, as we finish up this thing is, not only love, but having a sound mind. How do you, it must be, be geared towards something. It must be straight towards something. A sound mind. We'll deal with that next week. So as we bow in prayer, if God's been speaking to your heart, I definitely would like to pray for you as we talk about uh, living in the moment. If God's been speaking to your heart, will you stand? I would like to pray for you uh, as we go through this whole process. And um, that my, my prayer is that you begin to put this thing to work. You know what God's been saying to you. You know where you need to, the, the areas that need to be uh, shored up in your life. Don't fight it. Go ahead and do it to the glory of God, to the glory of God. Not because Donald Rackett said it. <laughs> That's, no, no, no. It's because God has said something to your heart, and you say, hey, you know what? It's me, it's me, it's me, oh, Lord, standing in need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And so I would like to pray for you. Father God, how we just pray right now, and we thank you for the saints of God, and we pray for the ones who are standing, we pray uh, that we, as we begin to look at this list, the things that you are giving us in our survival pack, power, your power, love, your love. And, Lord, we thank you for those two things, that when we exercise it, Lord, there's nothing that the world can do to stop it. It will take us to places that we never imagined, deal with people, Lord, that we would normally walk away from, and we'll do it with an attitude, Lord, looking through your eyes. And we'll be the extension of your hand and your heart. Lord, my desire is that all of us will be in. Not only in, but are we moving. Lord, help us to get moving in this area. May you be glorified in all this said and done. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for those who stand before you along with your servant. There's some things that need to be exercise in each one of our lives. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Let us all stand as we uh, come.